Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I'm Hayden Locke, President and CEO of Maramaca Copper. Uh, we're developing the very exciting Maramaca Oxide Copper Deposit in northern Chile. Uh, we've put out a PEA which highlighted the absolutely outstanding economics of the project and we're currently drilling several interesting exploration targets hoping to add uh, to what is all, already a very compelling uh, copper project. Fantastic. Good to see you again, Hayden. We saw you back in May. I praised you very well, I thought. I thought I praised you. You got up to five bucks. So now, given you've dropped off to 385, I've got to go the other way. So what's happening? Yeah, look, I think there's a couple of things going on. We put out some drill results uh, below the Maramaca Oxide project, which were completely misunderstood by the market. Um, and then it's been a fairly quiet period over the Chilean winter as they dealt with the uh, COVID issues. And so there's been a bit of a lack of news flow. Um, we obviously have remedied that somewhat, having released finally the drill results for the Mercedes project. Um, and where, you know, we've got a pipeline of really exciting news coming you know, towards the end of the year. But I think it really is a, just a misunderstanding of what we've been delivering from an exploration perspective is really uh, causing some people to just pull the trigger and sell looking for looking for something else. Well, you put this press release out this week about Mercedes, and again, the market hasn't reacted. It's a big so what. Um, when you say the market misunderstood, whose fault's that? Yeah, well, it's obviously my fault because uh, because I'm not being clear enough as to what this means for a, for a company like us. I think it's probably at least partially because we don't have a resource on these drill results. We can't really tell the market exactly what's going to happen. But look, I, I, I've got a couple of diagrams that I'll um, share with you. I know you always love me doing this because it ruins your editing capabilities. But these are, these are the drill holes from the Mercedes target. Now, I think- So is this from the late, is this the press release that came out this week? It's exactly right. Got so it. this is okay. the press release that came out this week. And if I just have a look at where we're looking in relative location to the Maramaca Oxide deposit. So this is the Maramaca Oxide deposit in the middle here. This is the one we put out the PEA on half a billion of NPV8, post-tax NPV8 at $3.15 a pound copper. Today's copper price closer to a billion dollars of post-tax NPV8. So it is an amazing project. And then we're drilling these targets here. So we drilled Cindy, we drilled Mercedes, and we're working on the drill results from Robley. These are all within two kilometres of the Maramaca Oxide project. So these are these are satellite targets that we're drilling. And in each of the cases, what we were looking for was shallow oxide mineralisation that could potentially add mine life to the Maramaca Oxide project and improve the value of the Maramaca Oxide project. The benefit we have with the Maramaca Oxide project is it is such a good project, it already pays back the capital. We don't have to worry about whether or not we can mine these somewhat smaller deposits, potential deposits uh, within 800 metres of Maramaca. Now, if you have a look at the Mercedes drill results, I mean, some of these drill, drill results are absolutely outstanding. 86 metres at 0.44% total copper, mostly in green oxide, meaning it's mostly soluble copper, from six metres down. So this is from surface, open pitable, material that will eventually, we believe, form part of a mine plan. If you look at the scale of just this drilling, bear in mind, this was a discovery drilling program. So this was this has never been drilled before. We've drilled two out of three targets and we've hit exactly what we wanted to hit and what we're expecting to hit. Maybe not quite of the scale of Maramaca, but certainly of a very interesting scale for us. But if you look at it, the area of interest as it currently stands, based on those drill holes you can see there, is 400 by 300 down to a depth of 
all at 150 metres. Now, people only have to do pretty simple maths to understand what kind of tonnage that could mean. I'm not allowed to do it because uh, we haven't yet done enough drilling on it. But in our mind, these are very exciting targets for following up and adding potential mine life uh, to the Maramaka project with ongoing work. So what's the piece people are missing here? You say they don't, they haven't understood previous press releases, they haven't understood this press release. I mean, you're not doing a good enough job. And the page which kind of worked for me there, or the diagram worked for me, was when I could see all the projects sitting there together, I get a better sense of what you, that one, what you're trying to do. Potentially, you're, well, it looks like you potentially may be trying to see if Mercedes and Maramaka Oxide, you know, the, 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 um, the circle to the south, link up in some way. You're trying to work out what, what, what you've got here, but, what I'm trying, I'm trying to understand what people are not getting about it because you're in the copper space, crying out loud. It's shooting off. The prices are going to the moon. There's not that many good pro copper projects out there that we've seen. Um, you should be getting a lot of attention, but you're just not piece putting these pieces together in the, in the right way for people to comprehend the process that you're going through, the way that you're coming at this opportunity that you've got in front of you. Is it, you know, people think you're kind of, I don't know. Just well, you know, there's, there's two types of yeah. There's two types of copper project, right? There's a shallow oxide open pit, and then there's the mammoth copper porphyries where you're delivering a thousand meters at 0.5 percent. But you know, that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is very high NPV value oxide copper from surface. So yes, it would be lovely to have a huge copper gold porphyry, but that is one style of mineralization. And the issue with finding one of those is the mammoth capex to bring it into production. Now, the benefit we have here is we've got a very low capital cost, very low execution risk Maramaka oxide project, which is this one here. And what we're wanting to try and do is add value by drilling more shallow oxide material that can be added to that mine plan. And now if we go back when we first started talking, we had made the discovery of Maramaka Oxide Project and then we had a geological theory. We had an exploration model that we thought might yield some interesting, um, interesting drill results. If you have a look at Sergio's track record now, he's drilled two out of three targets and hit exactly what he was expecting to hit. Now, maybe it's not quite the scale of Maramaka, but that is a fairly unique proposition. These are still very interesting, shallow, oxide potential deposits that we believe, given their proximity to the Maramac Oxide Project, will become part of a broader development plan with ongoing work, you know, once we've drilled these out and, and, and gotten them into a resource. Okay, so you, you, your problem has been in the past showing scale, right? Showing contained metal in the ground. And do you think that obviously with Mercedes, I mean, it's early days, I mean, how, how many holes are we talking about? 17, something like that? 17 drill holes. Uh, 12 in mineralization, you can you can do a rough back of the envelope on it. Right, okay, so how much more money, how much more drilling, how many more meters do you do on Mercedes? Because it's kind of like the, there's, there's lots of moving parts here and you're, you're trying to obviously work out where these targets are, but at the same time, you've got a responsibility to the market in terms of keeping the story fresh and exciting. You've been, there's been a dearth of information. So no wonder people got, you know, distracted by other shiny objects elsewhere. What are you going to do about it? Well, we have a pipeline of information. And partially that's been driven by, you know, obviously Chile was in winter over our summer and um, they they had a, a, another outbreak and lockdown in, as a result of COVID. And 
there have been delays in the labs. That is now remedied, and so we're seeing a pipeline of news flow that's building up to be released over the coming weeks. There is a lot of information that's going to come out of here, but the next part of our strategy development is, okay, well, where do we want to spend money exploration-wise to, to try and grow this project? And we're seeing a lot of potential opportunity with targets like Mercedes. And if we go back and remember the drill holes we drilled below the Maramaca Oxide project, which you know, was part of the reason the market was disappointed. They were hoping for the 1,000-metre porphyry drill hole, even though this is an ISCG, 1,000-metre uh, porphyry drill hole. And what they got instead was 150 metres of leachable material at the bottom of our open pit. So we're now back drilling that, um, trying to piece that, that sort of mineralising structure together and then work out whether or not that could become part of the Maramaca oxide deposit with ongoing work. Uh, we're also looking at, obviously, optimising our whittle shells. So there's a lot of work going on, and we we believe that there's going to be a significant step up in, in resource tonnes in the future with this ongoing work. And therefore, the Maramaca Oxide Project, its only weakness was its scale. And we think that these drill results and the drilling at depth below the Maramaca Oxide deposit are really taking a long way to addressing that one weakness of this otherwise amazing project. So do you think you benefited previously from people's misunderstanding of what you were? I mean, that's why you got up to five bucks, right? And you're probably back down at a level which is where you should be. You're asking a promoter of the mining company whether where, where we should be? We're always undervalued, Matt. You know that. Yeah, no, we're, look, we, we are, we've done a reasonable job, but we believe based on where the copper price is and based on the, the various unique attributes of this project, there's certainly a lot to go in the valuation. And you're absolutely right. I haven't done a great job of communicating this, and uh, but that's what we're going to be doing. So one of the things we will do is once we've gotten out all of the drilling that we've done, we will have uh, a session, as we had done previously with Sergio, to go through and explain what this all means from a geological perspective, what people can expect, what we're going to try and achieve in terms of continuing to drill some or all of these targets, depending on budgets, and then how that fits with the broader strategy of us continuing to move the Maramaca Oxide project towards production. Okay, so let's help people understand how they should be thinking about you guys. Okay, you're not hunting copper porphyries, big VMSs. This is very specific style. Who else has done this successfully, this style? Uh, so, I mean, the, the heat leach copper oxide projects have been done you know, very successfully for, for several years all throughout Chile. So there's multiple projects like this, but they're becoming rarer. New discoveries like this are becoming rarer because they have to occur closer to the surface. Um, so there are plenty of examples of, of people doing this successfully and having hub and spoke developments. Um, the challenge is finding new discoveries like this. So you typically find them being uh, brownfields projects with some exploration potential around them. So yeah, this is a very unique story. This is one of the things that we've been saying. In the copper space, there's nothing that really compares to the Maramaca Oxide project. Uh, its simplicity, its low capex, all of that. And what we're trying to do now is find more tonnes that feed into that strategy. We're not saying that we're not looking for sulphides. We're saying there is the potential for sulphides, but it's not a focus for us right now because it materially changes the capital cost and the return on investor capital if we find a big sulphide body, these are the best value tons that we can find right now for this project. But isn't that the bit that's confusing people? It's like saying, okay, we're, we're after oxides because it's low capex. They're, they're kind of okay grades, you know, the 0 0.3, 0 0.4, maybe, you know, that, that sort of level. You can make money on that, but then you, 
you know who you are and you know what you want to be. And more importantly, your shareholders know what you are and what you could be. Okay. If you, if you talk the language, and it's, I suspect a little bit, people get excited about copper in this market and they think all projects are, or VMS, you know, whatever, whatever they think, don't you need to be more singular with your messaging to the market um, about, you know, and treat the, treat the, 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 the bigger, you know, sulfides as a, op- you know, a, 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 like, like a bonus if you, if you find yeah, it. Yeah, exactly right. And that, that will be, you'll, you'll see, there'll be very little talk about us looking for anything of that sort of, uh, that sort of ilk in, in the future. And actually it's been, it's been very much all focused on this oxide at the moment. So, okay. You know, I think you'll absolutely see that very clearly. That's what we're going to be focusing. Okay, so so given that's rare, how no, I just I- go just go back on on your point on grade. You know, grade yeah. is obviously. You know, it's easy to benchmark a copper project against another copper project and say, well, that one's high grade, that one's low grade. But what that doesn't take into account is this is a amazingly uh, oriented open pit resource with incredibly low strip ratio, and as a result, if you include, if you consider that. This grade is absolutely outstanding, and 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 the grade for Mercedes at 0.4 percent, if it has a less than one to one strip ratio, is absolutely outstanding. I mean, it is it is going to be incredibly profitable rock, if it if it hangs together and we can get a resource out of that, that will make a lot of money for us. Good, I'm glad because that was literally going to be my next question because um, it, it, I don't think people understand what you are, and therefore it's hard to do peer analysis with you. Are you going to be able to give us some peer analysis and say right? Companies like us going after what we're going after, this is what they have done in the past. You said there's loads in Chile, because that's going to help me. Because I, what I was struggling with initially, you know, when we first started talking, is what do I compare you to? What could the future look like? I couldn't get there because I didn't understand the story well enough. But as you just laid out, maybe it, it could become a bit easier for me to work that out. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of examples of, uh, of heat leach projects processing much lower grades than what we're seeing here and still being profitable, especially in the current uh, copper price environment. You know, when we run our economic cutoff grades, i.e. the point at which we would make money, at $3 a pound copper, we're looking at about 0.2% total copper. So anything above that is is we're going to make money at $3 a pound copper. At $4 a pound copper, it's more like 0.15% total copper required. Um, So that puts these into context in terms of how far above the economic cutoff grade, and they're all from surface, and we have very low strip ratios. So we see these as very, very exciting drill holes. Uh, not as good as the Maramaka Oxide project, but remember, we've been spoiled by that. It was an amazing discovery, and it's very rare to find anything that good anywhere in the world. Uh, these are very good drill holes that will add value to this project in the long term. Um, we're excited about it, and I just need to improve the messaging, and and that's what I'm going to do over the next three to four months. Okay, C- can we just go back to the the, the chart which has every, that one? Okay, so we get what you're doing in Mercedes. We've I've seen a few, like like I say you can put out a lot, but when you you put stuff out, there's there's usually something in there about what's going on at Cindy. So, what's the update from that? Yeah, so Cindy is an, again another target. We drilled uh, eight drill holes, discovery drill campaign, and found a big. Uh, potential target for shallow oxide mineralization. Now we arguably drilled a couple of these drill holes a little bit too far to the east, meaning that we drilled further down into more sulfide-rich mineralization. And if we drill further to the west, we would expect to hit the surface expression of that oxide. But that is 800 meters long by 250 to 300 meters wide, down to 150 meters. Again, you can everyone can do the back of the envelope 
um, assuming that the rock here is sort of 2.5 uh, grams per centimetre cubed to, to get a rough idea of what kind of tonnage we're seeing, we're going to, there's a reason why we're going to continue to drill these. It's because in our mind, we have some conceptual exploration target that we think adds value to the Maramaka Oxide project. And, uh, you know, we may release some exploration targets at some point in the future once we've finished all of the drilling um, and we understand from a technical perspective what we think we've got, then we'll we'll try and quantify the size of the prize to our investors. Okay, so you, okay, from the, on the Mercedes press release, I think 12 out of the 17 holes look good. Um, you're doing work up at Cindy as well. You, you feel that that's the right thing to do. Um, Robles, again, seen a little bit of news. My question to you is, what's... Have you been efficient with your spend of money or are there lessons to be learned which will allow you to be more efficient going forward? Because you've got an obligation, not just geologically here, but also to the market to get out there and tell the story and how you're putting it, uh, tell the story better and, and, and inform the market how you're putting this together, what the end point is here. Yeah, look, I th- so we'll we'll talk about this more as we get the results from uh, Robley and and the depth extensions at the Maramaka Oxide project. But from my perspective, return on invested capital for those drill holes has been amazing, really outstanding. I mean, Sergio had a concept, which was these might yield us some interesting drill results, and Cindy and Mercedes have both delivered. We're waiting on Robley. Um, we, don't, we haven't seen those yet. He's also found extensions of mineralization, leachable mineralization, which fits with our strategy and our business plan below the Maramaka oxide deposit. So huge tick there. Now, the big question on the next phase will be, are we better placed to continue to drill these targets out and move them to an inferred category? You know, uh, if you drill all of these targets, you know, including Tasso, including Suppressor, including Cindy, including Mercedes, including Robley, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be spending sort of $10 million probably to get them, them to an inferred resource. What we're weighing up is do we, do we drill some of them or all of them? Um, and how do we then fit that into the bigger picture of the Maramaka Oxide project to show people that the value is improving with every drill hole that Sergio puts into these targets? We're seeing stuff that will, will continue to improve what we have at the Maramaka Oxide Project. So what does, what does that look like in terms of studies going forward? Obviously, you've got a PEA. You could take some of this drilling and, and do an upgraded PEA. Or you, well, I guess you've got lots of options on the table. So in terms of your preference, in terms of not just creating value here, but in terms of showing the best way to get this thing you know, ec- ec- into economic production at some uh, point in the future, you know, you can keep building, drilling, drilling, drilling and build this thing out. Or you could say, no, we're, we're going to find a way of getting this thing to production, get cash flowing, and then we'll try to drag everything in, uh, you know, af- after that. I mean, how are you coming at it? You, you- yeah, well, we, we, we will need to do a detailed review and make sure we understand what the real, what we think the real prospectivity of these, this is why we haven't yet put out any exploration targets on these things, because we want to do a complete review and say, okay, how realistic are these to become meaningful tons that could come into a mine plan for us. Um, and there's really two arguments. We, if we do, if we push ahead with the feasibility study, we, we likely won't be able to include any of these resources in that feasibility study because they'll only have made it to an inferred category. Um, we could put, a, put out a standalone PEA for each of these as an addendum, not really an addendum, but you know, a standalone PEA um, on each of these deposits. Uh, but so what we're considering now is do we continue to push ahead with a feasibility study or do we really 
push hard on drilling these targets and get them to an inferred resource that we can then bring into an updated PEA so that we can quantify, again, as I said, the size of the prize, which we see the prize in improving, increasing in value with every drill hole that we put into these exploration targets. How's cash at the moment? Uh, we have very strong at the end of uh, the first half. We have 40 million US dollars or a bit over 40 million US dollars. You know, we spent 4 million of that on exploration uh, we've got quite a few land payments, option payments for Maramaca and the surrounds coming up, but we've, we're very well funded for whichever way we decide to go, we can we can achieve what we need to. Okay, brilliant. Um, so what, what should I be looking out for next? So drill holes from Roble, Maramaca oxide extension at depth, uh, exploration targets, hopefully on all of these so we can quantify it, as you say, paint a picture of why we're excited about these, which I obviously haven't done very well. Um, then we've got the phase five MET testing coming up. Um, once we have quantified the size of the prize, especially with the Maramaca oxide depth extensions, um, I would expect we'll make a decision as to whether or not we try to uh, drill that to get it to an inferred resource and then release an updated resource for the Maramaca oxide deposit. There's, a, there's a, quite a few optimizations that have gone into that, which we think will improve the tonnage of the Maramaca oxide uh, project um, with not too much additional work. Uh, but obviously, we would like to add new resource. We don't want it just just to be, a, you know, pulling a lever and and voila, we've got extra resource. We want to we want to show what value this drilling has added, um, and then towards the end of the year, either going into a PEA uh, updated PEA or kicking off the feasibility study, uh, whichever one of those we decide is the optimum um, path forward for us in terms of value creation. Okay, and I know obviously people people bring up the chilly question. So I know the, the elections are in November, quite quite close up, and people are concerned about some of the rhetoric around nationalization, you know, tax hikes for copper producers um, in country. Are you are you having to field lots of those questions still, or is it a case of head down and we'll deal with that after the event? I mean it doesn't. It doesn't. It's. It, it's. It's. You know. It's not. It's, it's not a kind of easy conversation to have. And I think people up. You know, companies up in Peru and Ecuador and also. Yeah, you know, they've all had the same process to go through or the process to sit through. I mean, how how are you dealing with it? What's your response? Uh, so when it all kicked off, obviously I was fielding a lot of questions, and it seemed to be. You know, I, I liken it to the jet ski index in Perth. You know, you can tell how the economy is going by if there's a lot of jet skis for sale in the classifieds, it's all going badly. Um, you know, if I'm getting 75% of my time spent talking about political stuff, uh, then people are concerned about it. It has waned. There's there's much less focus on it now. I think people are coming to the realisation that, that Chile is not the same as Peru. It's, um, you know, it's, it's quite different. And in fact, you know, one of the big points was, you know, they were saying, well, actually, there's a lot of hard left-wing rhetoric coming out of Chile. And Daniel Hudway, the uh, the candidate at that time, was, you know, pushing exactly the rhetoric you're talking about. Interestingly, he didn't even make it through the primaries to get selected to uh, to be in the running to to be the president. So um, I think Chile has already spoken in, in terms of how it's going to move it forward. Uh, you obviously there's the constitution that's being redrafted. Uh, we have no idea how long that's going to take, um, but I'd suggest it's going to take longer than everyone has predicted. So there's going to be an element of uncertainty going forward. But everything that we're hearing and everyone we're speaking to in country, it seems that there is a an, a rational undertone there that that people realise um, that any 
you know, sudden movements could negatively impact what is a very important industry in Chile. Um, so we continue to monitor it. It doesn't impact us hugely, obviously, because we're not in production yet, but it but it has the potential to impact us. Obviously, the big one is the, it's the royalty. Um, I don't think anyone really believed that that royalty, which is just frankly ridiculous, was going to ever make it through in, its, in the form that it's in. Uh, but I think we all believe that there will be at least some fiscal creep as there tends to be in every single jurisdiction globally when commodity prices rise. You know, I joke with people and say, well, you know, they say, what about resource nationalism? Um, isn't that a risk in Africa? Insert country that's not, you know, not Australia, not the US. And I jokingly say, Australia invented it. We did the first mineral resource rent tax when the iron ore price went up in the last boom and everyone took that lead. So I don't think there's anyone is not exposed to that risk. Um, I do think Chile is a very rational place and quite sophisticated. And so, you know, we believe that the, the outcome will not be as bad as what everyone had painted. The, the media paints it to be uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, I, th I think that's what we're hearing across the board. That I think the, that conversation is, uh, I say, on, on the wane and there wasn't much to it in the first place, um, quite frankly. Um, well, look, Hayden, I appreciate the update. Since you've got a bit of work to do, but you, what you've outlined today is perhaps um, a way forward, which is, to me is, a, is, is clear in my mind, and perhaps it's always been there, it's clear in my mind about what you're trying to do and what, more importantly, what type of company you are. So appreciate you coming on. Uh, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, okay? Matt, thanks for having me on again. And, um, you know, I think leave you with a couple of thoughts from my side. You know, firstly, it's clear that we need to communicate the value creation strategy and why we're so excited about these exploration drill results a bit better. And that'll become clearer as we can put out some more information on it. But we continue to be very excited about our ability to grow the scale of the Maramaca oxide resources around the project and therefore address the one weakness, if you will, of our project, which is its scale. And we're already, we feel, already have done that in many ways. And of course, we are really well funded to continue to add value uh, for, for that really important strategy um, over the next six, six months or so as we uh, continue to explore. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.